Faith, I want to believe. The truth is out there. Welcome to the Late Night Fright, right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan, and with me as always is my true believer of a co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. Tonight, we go back to the 90s. The 90s, the time of the coffee house, the time of the Lilith Fair, the time of the X-Files. Talking about movies is fun, isn't it, Faith? It is, and it's even more fun to talk about movies with a friend. Almost as much fun as looking for little green men, isn't it? We'd like to welcome all of you to our little show, Be You Human, Little Green Man, or Some Strange Hybrid. Welcome one and all. We are so glad you're here. I think it's pretty obvious what we have on the slab for postmortem tonight, but go ahead and tell them anyway, Faith. From writer Chris Carter and director Rob Bowman, we have 1998's X-Files Fight the Future, starring David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson as our favorite FBI agents, Fox Mulder and Dana Scully. They want to believe. So do I. Fight the Future premiered on June 19th, 1998. and came out in the summer between the fifth and sixth seasons of the highly successful and influential Fox television series. The cast is rounded out by series regulars Mitch Pileggi as assistant director Walter Skinner and William B. Davis as a cigarette-smoking man and also features Oscar winner Martin Landau, John Neville, Blythe Danner, Terry O'Quinn, and Armin Mueller-Stahl. Fight the Future is an epic that spans the history of humanity and hits on some of the great talking points in conspiracy theory. Aliens, the origins of humans and a cabal shrouded in mystery that secretly runs the world, because it's a conspiracy. (laughs) Fight the Future received mixed reviews from critics, but was a hit with audiences around the world. Tonight, we will be judging the X-Files Fight the Future in two categories, overall film, pretty self-explanatory, and Little Green Men, in which we'll take a look at some of the more conspiratorial, I cannot say that word fast, elements put forth by the film. In lieu of stars, we'll award it... Scully's. You have a thing for her, don't you? The truth is out there. I am Dan. (laughs) And I am Faith. Stay tuned for a word from our sponsors. We will see you on the other side. It's 12.01, the witching hour. You're listening to WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. You are cleared for departure. Your destination, the late night fright. Commencing transmission in five, four, three, two, one. This is Todd Wick, former Hells Angel, ordained minister, and owner of Holy Smoke, Cozy Corner's premier Christian vape shop. Tell them about this week's special, Shasta. That's my wife. This week, we got a two-for-one going on meat sticks and cheese. That's a blend we make here in the store. It's like Slim Jims and cheese. It don't taste too good, but it hits like the Holy Ghost. 
We got a whole bunch of crap over here. Vape juices, leather vest, and if you come in on Saturday, we're going to be roasting a whole hog. A whole hog? A whole hog. That's a lot of hog. You know it, Daddy. Today is the day the Lord has made. Let Holy Smoke make it a little better. Holy Smoke, located on Sacred Burial Road next to the King's Palace Drive-In Theater. This is Dr. Palladium, creator of the Murderbot. You are listening to the Late Night Fright on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. Now, back to Dan and Faith. Say hi, Murderbot. Hi, Murderbot. <laughs> That's a Late Night Fright. Welcome back to the Late Night Fright, right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. We'd like to thank Dr. Palladium for that introduction. It's kind of terrifying. I don't know the word for it. (laughs) I don't don't know know the word. Well, let's see if we can find some words for the film we're talking about tonight. 1998's The X-Files Fight the Future. It took Star Trek three seasons and a a 10-year or so layover layoff, I should say, to get to a movie. The X-Files, well, they did five seasons and went right into a movie. Yep. Advantage, Fox Mulder. (laughs) The X-Files, of course, is the uh, classic science fiction show that ran on the Fox network for most of the 90s into the aughts, and they've done uh, two films at this point. They've done, uh, then they came back and did two seasons. This is a, a show that is absolutely loved by many people from many walks of life oh, the yes. world over. And Faith had not seen the movie. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with me. So many things. So many things. <laughs> so tonight we're going to be uh, doing overall film and Little Green Men and awarding it Scully's because I have a thing for Scully. But I have a thing for Mulder. Why can't we give it okay, we can give them. We can give it Mulder and Scully's. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> All right, so this show... Um, if you have not seen the show, you've probably been living under a rock, but uh, we do need to talk a little bit about the show. The show really started a conversation in the mainstream. It brought a lot of the conspiracy theories to the mainstream. Starting in the 60s and 70s, there was a book by Eric von Daniken called Chariots of the Gods, and there were other people around that time that were talking about things like aliens making contact with ancient civilizations and aliens possibly having some kind of hand in our evolution, okay? Mm-hmm. We're not going to answer that question here on the show. Now, Faith and I have the definitive answer to <laughs> the evolution of the human, but we're just not going to give it here on the show tonight. <laughs> but um, there were there were people talking about those things. They were not exactly mainstream ideas. Now, here comes this show And this show is introducing a lot of these ideas into the popular culture. I give this show high marks for that. This show is influenced mainly by a show called Kolchak, the Night Stalker from the 70s that starred Darren McGavin, most famous for playing the dad in A Christmas Story. That show was created and written by Bob Gale, who was friends with Robert Zemeckis. Bob Gale was the writer of the Back to the Future trilogy. And that was a Monster of the Week show, very influential on this. So this is just a really, really great show, but 
let's take a step back from it. You can take away all the conspiracy theory stuff. You can take away the alien stuff. You can take away the paranormal stuff. You can take away the idea that there's a cabal that runs the world. Might get to that tonight. We usually I w- I do. I wouldn't take that part out, but you know. <laughs> We usually do. You can take all of that. You can take all of that out. What makes this show work and what keeps us coming back to the show? It's the characters Mm -hmm. of Fox Mulder and Dana Scully Mm -hmm. played by David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson. And they're absolutely wonderful in that series. And we've done several episodes of the TV show here on our show. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we remarked on is there's a gender switch. Fox Mulder is more the intuitive, empathic, if you will, character. Right. Usually the male characters are grounded in logic. Scully's the one that's grounded in logic. Scully's the skeptic. And it's a wonderful dance these two are doing. And I love the fact that for a lot of the series, even though there is some romantic tension between them, it's not... You know, you're not watching to see if they're going to do it. It's not, yeah, it's not focused on that, you know, completely. So it doesn't really take away, you know. Right. Another aspect of this show that gets overlooked that we haven't really talked about here on the show is that this was one of the first uh, television series to have a dedicated internet fan following. And they were utilizing the then new (laughs) internet, that thing Al Gore created all those years ago. And they would get in these fan forums and they would chat about the show. And a lot of our text lingo comes from this. So they, the, these, these internet pioneers, these fans, <laughs> fanboys and girls, they were inventing a lot of the text lingo that we use today, mm-hmm. like LOL and, and those kind of things. So there you go. It's, yeah. it, so it really is kind of a cultural touchstone yeah. in a lot of ways. But it did start to introduce ideas into the popular culture that had been up to that point sidelined and you get a funny look you know right um now there are shows on uh (laughs) on cable like ghost hunters there are shows like ghost adventures there are shows like ancient aliens you know there's all kinds of ufo and paranormal shows and i don't think we would have that kind of awakening without this show yeah i agree so this show legitimized the discussion i think Mm -hmm. of some of those things Yeah. Whatever you think of those things out there. I I tend to fall on the side that a lot of the things that they're talking about uh, do have some kernels of truth. Yeah, I, I, agree. I really do. So that to me is another aspect of the show that makes it very special is not only is it talking about these ideas, but it's talking about them correctly. And it is trying its best to approach them in a scientific manner, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I feel like the show, and I'm rewatching the first season now, I feel like it does a wonderful job of uh, showing the pros and the cons. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. got a healthy dose of believerism and it's got a healthy dose of skepticism. Right. And it's wonderful. It, it's, it's a fun show to watch. It, it really is. I think it, I mean, it's so well done that it's not just, you know, kind of what you get now, like you said, with Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures. Everyone there is aiming for that same goal, same idea. So it's kind of nice to have that skeptic and kind of really is really have that logical approach. I don't know. It makes it r- way more interesting, I think. And it treats it treats both sides of the argument very respectfully. Exactly. I think Fox Mulder is never shown to be a kook. Right. Dana Scully is never shown to be. I don't know what the word would be. You know, she, she 
she's not an immovable object. She will give ground to some things. And part of the joy of the show is watching her become more of a believer yeah. as the show yeah, goes she's on. she's not completely closed-minded. You know, I feel like there's... She can be convinced. She's not yes. just going to throw it out the yes. window. And-, and this movie, one of the best scenes in this movie, Fox Mulder tells her that she's made him a better agent because he has... She has grounded him mm-hmm. in a way. And, and they're a wonderful team. It's, it's this great writing, great acting, just a great setup for the show. So let's get into it. The movie, 1998, uh, they wanted to tell a story that was bigger mm-hmm. than they could tell on television. And here we go. The story is so big, it goes back to the dawn of man, uh, much like 2001, A Space Odyssey. We start many thousands of years ago with uh, Primitive Man having a close encounter, very close encounter. And it goes all the way up to then present day of 1998. And then we follow, pick up the adventure with our intrepid FBI agents, an adventure that will bring them all the way down to Antarctica and into an alien craft and uncovers, uh, they uncover a plot uh, of colonization by uh, the aliens who are acting in league with a cabal that secretly (laughs) runs the world. I said the show Kolchak, the Night Stalker, was a major influence on this. There's also a show from the 60s called The Invaders that is a huge influence on the X-Files. If you get the chance, uh, check out The Invaders. It is currently airing on MeTV. So if that's Mm -hmm. in your area, I believe it's like the 3 a.m. show on the weekend. So check out The Invaders, a show that I had never really seen until last year. And I really got into it. And it lasted for two seasons. And it's a a really really wonderfully done show and you can see shades of the invaders in the x-files mm-hmm. especially in this film yeah especially in this film so let's get into it what did you think of x-files fight the future i i really 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 enjoyed it uh, from the moment it started i feel like it started and never stopped i feel like it just kept going and there was just so much that pulled me in instantly and i think i think it was just terrific i love the story i love them together there's so much well done here and really it it really pulled me in from the beginning and I never felt like it was gonna you know what's what I'm looking for kind of uh, drop from, off anywhere yeah you know just, yeah the pedals down the entire yeah. time it's got a great uh sense of pacing and tone yeah, and all so that good. one of the things I really admire about this movie now let me go back I had not seen this film since 1998 I, I saw it in the theaters I remember liking it. Mm-hmm. I remember certain images. It was amazing the images I remembered from the movie. I remember them in the ice and her uh, entombed in the thing. I remember uh, the bomb going off and, and just mm-hmm. uh, completely uh, taking Terry O'Quinn with it. <laughs> I remembered uh, the, the cornfields. You know, there are images that right. really stick with you. I didn't remember how great this was. And this thing is really damn near a perfect hybrid of science fiction and horror mm-hmm. and, and conspiracy theory. Uh, is it theory? <laughs> I was going to say. Or is it con- yeah. coincidentalist? <laughs> I don't know. Um, analysis. <laughs> but every th- what I admire about this, looking at it now, is it's the perfect encapsulation of the television series, but it also feels like a movie. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like a glorified episode of the series. Right. I feel like it expands their world a little bit mm-hmm. without making the world that we know smaller. I feel like this is just the perfect X-Files f- film. This is yeah. what an X-Files movie would be. Exactly. You know, um, what did you think of the story? Because I, I'm not as intimately familiar 
with the show as I would as I would like to be. I was watching the show when it was on, mm-hmm. but I've not really gone back and done a deep dive on the show. So I know a lot of this is payoff with the aliens here. We're we're seeing the aliens, we're getting an idea that there is a bigger thing going on with the cabal, as we say. We're going to get to that. But uh, what did you think of the story? And this kind of encapsulates then the Little Green Men section that we're talking about with the quote unquote conspiratorial elements are kind of out there <laughs> ideas. So what did you think of the way all that was woven in? Because we have... As we said in the introduction, we have the alien influence on humanity. We have, you know, the evolution of humanity and we have the cabal. So what do you think of all that? I, I, I loved it. It felt very truthful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really did. I didn't feel like I was watching this thinking, wow, they made up a really interesting story for this movie. It felt like, OK, now we're going to go off, get behind that. We're going to go off the beaten path here. Uh, let's have some fun. Where where are you on the possibility of alien influence in human history and evolution and oh, things I, like that? I mean, that? I'm I'm there. I'm pretty there. <laughs> I am. I am too. I've been. Uh, let me recommend these. There's two. There's a book I want to recommend called Pawns in the Game by William Guy Carr. He was uh, with the Canadian military. He was from Canada. He wrote a book that really starts to outline the grand plan that this cabal has. So if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, we've ta- we talk about this regularly and we've been talking more and more about it regularly because you're seeing a lot of the plans coming, their plans coming to fruition. I believe, mm-hmm. I believe that. And a lot of the things that are happening are things that people have been saying for 30, 40, 50 years in the, in the, 60 actually this William Guy Carr because this book was written in 1958 and it's absolutely chilling some of the things he talks about in the way that the system is set up mm-hmm. the Illuminati system is set up and there's a ruling council there there's families right it's like the mafia almost in a way it, yeah. not almost in a way it, it is like it the is, mafia yeah. it is a mafia it's a black hand and you see that in the movie with this ruling council of people from all over the world, right? The yep. head, the heads of the families. I want to recommend that book. So there are some things in that book you might find weird if you choose to read it. Uh, so go into it with an open mind. I'm not telling you that is the absolute truth. I'm telling you things that I know about what's going on. This backs up a lot of that. And, mm-hmm. and it goes into history and critical thinking with that. So that's it. I would also like to recommend the streaming radio app called Fringe FM. And you can check out a show called The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable on that show. You can also download that as a podcast by itself. They get into a lot of this stuff. So the reason I'm bringing that up is because on Fringe FM, I've been listening to a show out of Portland called The Zero Hour. And last week was dedicated to talking about panspermia. Are you familiar with panspermia? Where there's organisms out that can attach to a meteor. A meteor can come and hit and then an organism can help populate an area which would explain okay. possibly some kind of alien intervention or alien influence in our DNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, other people surmise that there's actually has actually been, you know, tampering with it. And if mm-hmm. you look at biblical stories, there are stories of giants. There are stories of the people in the sky. Most every region has a story about star people. Yep. You know, coming down, spinning wheels, fire from the sky. Yep. And serpent gods, right? That's interesting because I just watched an episode, the newest episode of Ghost Adventures last night, and it was um, 
the vulture mine and there was an Indian tribe that was there and they talked about the giants and stuff and how yes. the darkness was going to get them and they had to bury yes. the bury these giants so that they could survive. So Correct. It, it, yeah. The, the it, story of David and Goliath. Goliath yeah. is a giant, yeah. right? You hear stories of Nephilim. So these stories, this is not without some kind of historical basis. And what I like about this movie, this movie really dives into it, that mm-hmm. these aliens were here at the dawn of man. We had some kind of meeting with them, and then, then the aliens now have made some kind of pact with humanity for us to respawn them. Mm-hmm. So now let's get into the, the idea of the cabal. And that's one of the things that Mulder has been kind of fighting throughout the series and he doesn't even realize right. it. But this this movie does come out and spell it that yeah, there are these people that run the world. Now, the names in our world, like Rockefellers, Rothschild, Kennedy, Bush, those kind of names. Windsor, mm-hmm. Plantagenet, I believe is how you say it. Uh you know. <laughs> you know, uh these people who are not elected. Yep. Who the 1% of the one percenters who, who have this pull over humanity. We're seeing it right now. We're seeing it right now. So this show <laughs> is really not that far off. Not at all. I don't think it's that far off. I don't off. think so at all. <laughs> what are the goals of the cabal? Depopulation. Mm-hmm. Total control of our money. Total mm-hmm. control of your life. You are an expendable asset to them. We talked about that in the alien episode. Uh, they own all the corporations. Uh, the corporations, there's no oversight. The corporations own the government. They own the people in the government. They don't care about you or me. It's a running theme here on the show. It's a running theme in the world out there. Yes, it is. You see it here, though. They don't care about you or me in this movie because they have made the decision. They are allied with these these aliens, these little green men, and we are but cattle. We are human host for these embryos, right? Yep. It's really terrifying, you know, and I've read things that this cabal is in league, uh, not so much with aliens, but with like demonic dark entities. You can substitute aliens for that, whatever, whatever you want to do. Anyway, but but these ideas, what reason I'm bringing this up, these ideas are not anything new. This is, this is, uh-uh. So check out Pawns in the Game. He really gets into how that's structured. And uh, again, the secret teachings and Fringe FM, that streaming radio app. And Paranormal Radio is also a wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I listen to Zero Hour out of Portland. So this movie for me, with the past year that we've had, is hitting a little too close to home. It is. I was thinking this, the same A little same too close thing, to home. It. There's a virus. Yep. There's a vaccine. Yep. It's very scary. Mm-hmm. And the movie's pretty scary, too. Yeah, there's this big mystery. You know, I mean, it, it really does hit close to home. I was texting Faith. I was. I watched it first. I was texting her, and I said, oh, my God, vaccine, it, the virus and vaccine is a theme in this. And there's people pushing viruses and vaccines on us. It's amazing mm-hmm. how, how, how kind of in the know almost this movie was in a lot of ways. Right. All right. Conspiracy, quote, unquote, conspiracy theory stuff aside this movie is absolutely fantastic you hit the nail on the head i love that it just goes and in a lot of ways it feels like a throwback to like a 50s film with the little green men and the and the guy like an invasion of the body snatchers thing Mm -hmm. you know it's always in those 50s films there was the 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 guy who's fighting the unknown the 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 thing that's out there in the 50s it was like communism you know Mm -hmm. that was the the what they were 
standing in for. Right. You know, here, I don't know exactly what we would say they're standing in for. Maybe what we were just talking about, <laughs> possibly. But um, it's so really well done. It, it's it so really well is. done. Let's talk about the cast here. We'll, we'll save our two our two leads for last. But yeah, Martin Landau, Academy Award winner Martin Landau playing a real kind of kooky guy. <laughs> A guy who's writing books, like I just mentioned, this William Guy Carr, Pawns in the mm-hmm. Game. He's writing these books. And I love Martin Landau in this movie. I, do too. I love the energy he brings. And I love that they finally had big name stars because one of the things Chris Carter said was they didn't want to have big names come on the show because they wanted it to be rooted in, he wanted it to feel real. So right. here's an opportunity they get to bring in kind of big names. Mm-hmm. And I thought Martin Landau was just absolutely priceless and he was funny and there's a seriousness to him though. And, mm-hmm. but I never felt like he was crazy. I and, didn't either. And I loved, Mm-mm. I loved that performance. I did too. I really liked him. I didn't want anything to happen to him. And we're still not really sure what happened to him, no? but we think something happened, <laughs> happened to him. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's mom, Blythe Danner, is in the movie. She's not really in it much. I don't. I don't feel like she's in it enough to make. You know, I feel like they could have done a lot more with her. She just did. You read s- what uh, she said about being considered for the movie? No, I didn't. She said that she was even shocked that they approached her for playing for being in the movie because she didn't think she was cool enough to be considered. So she was like super shocked when they wanted her to be in this movie. Wow. I've always liked her. <laughs> Me too. I don't know what happened to her daughter. <laughs> I don't know. Did I say that? You did. Do you think Blythe Danner ever takes a step back? And with the past year that we've had where a lot of people have been inside for a and long says, time. says, what has happened to my daughter? <laughs> yeah. But, well, I was going to be a little more specific. Do you think Blythe Danner ever takes that step back and goes, my daughter is making vagina scented candles <laughs> and selling them for $80 on the Internet? Do you think? She she wonders what happened. I could see her wondering. She seems like she would be possibly a bit concerned about that. Maybe. I, mean, I don't know. It's possible. I'm not judging. No. I'm really not judging. She seems like a pretty righteous, righteous babe, you know? Like I mean, I've always I've always liked her. Then she she did a commercial. What was that for? She did the was it allergy or 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 osteoporosis or I something? Remember. I don't I don't remember. <laughs> but I've always liked her. Me too. And she's um, uh, she's a beautiful older woman mm-hmm. too. She's, she's my favorite is Dina Burns though. Meet the parents. Yes. <laughs> like that. You, she's, she's very funny. I love her. That. She's very funny. She's very good in everything she's in. Mm-hmm. I, I did feel that it was maybe a wasted opportunity, but when you see her sitting there as the head of this committee, mm-hmm. it does hold a little more weight. Yeah. We should say at this point too, what's really nice about this movie is the X, the X files have been shut down. So in a way it kind of is like a pilot, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> uh, she's, she's wonderful in it. Uh, we also have John Neville. John Neville is an Englishman. He appeared, he was the Dean in urban legend that we did here on the show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Again, a really wonderful performance. He plays a member of the cabal who has second thoughts about what they're doing. And he's the one who kind of gives uh, Mulder, well, kind of, he does. He, he does. gives Mulder <laughs> the vaccine, you know, to save Scully. Yeah. And he's really great. Armin Mueller-Stahl, Academy Award nominee for the film Shine from 1996. Wonderful character actor. He plays another member of the cabal. 
and he's a little more on the nefarious side <laughs> and uh the, he he, he kind of just drips evil doesn't he, he does, on this yeah, yeah. He really does. and uh, then of course we have william davis and mitch Pelegi and cigarette smoking man it's such a wonderful <laughs> concoction I know. here but the real stars of the movie are david duchovny and jillian anderson i think their relationship is so wonderful in this film I love everything that they do together in this movie. I love the way they operate as uh, singular characters and the way they operate as a team. Mm-hmm. I love the way they wrote the two of them in this film. I I can't say enough good things about them. They complement each other so well. So well. So well. What is it about the Fox Dana relationship that's that's so in, intriguing and inviting? I think you said it earlier how their roles are kind of swapped. How he's kind of the more. Uh, I don't know if sensitive is the right word, but he's the more... He's, you know, he's more intuitive, intuitive, let's say. Yeah, and, and I feel like... Classically, classic feminine characteristics. Yeah. And, and I feel like he does feel a little defeated sometimes because, you know, he knows things and nobody wants, nobody really wants to believe him or really listen to him. And I feel like she's kind of there to give him that chance to kind of, you know, have somebody to talk to and maybe prove... Right. You know, and I really like that that she's not thinking he's a complete psychopath. Yes. You know, and yes. I feel like that's really nice. And then the scene where he says that she's made him whole and grounded. It's just wonderful so good. scene. And and I know that it leads to a little bit of romance and the kiss feels more like a, a completion of a circle than it does a, a, right. a real sexy romantic yeah. thing. But I feel like Fox Mulder is the guy fighting the good fight mm-hmm. and I'm glad he's on our side. I know right. he's fictional, but I'm glad he's on our side. And there are some Fox Molders out there in the world who are fighting this fight. Yep. And there's a lot of these guys and girls out there who are trying to bring light to some of these things because there is so much in this world that is going on under the surface that if you, uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound like a, like if I sound like a freak, uh, <laughs> you know, I apologize if this is shattering your worldview as you're listening to this. There is so much more going on in the world than what you were getting if you were being programmed by the mass media. President Eisenhower, in his farewell address, said to beware of the military-industrial complex. We're not getting political here. This is not political. Mm -hmm. We're not endorsing a political ideology here. I endorse the political ideology of humanity and us being cool with one another Mm -hmm. and, and sharing and giving because I don't think that we're warlike people. I really, this whole thing about human nature and how we're these evil people. If you watch kids playing together, that's the way that human beings want to interact with each other. And it's this military industrial complex, this cabal that creates these divisions between us, real or imaginary. Most of them are imaginary. And, I would go one step further past what President Eisenhower said. And in our day that we live in at the time of this recording, it's the military industrial media complex. And the media mm-hmm. is an arm of the military industrial complex, yep. the ABC agencies, as we call them. There are information uh, outlets for the ABC agencies, you know, the ABC, the FBI, CIA, mm-hmm. NSA, all those things. Certain political parties, mm-hmm. both of them, which they're all the same political party, but I fall on the side of humanity. I don't think that we're the bastards that we have been told that we are. Well, like you said with children, children, you, you watch them together. They're, they're not being harmful usually, to, you know, to each other. They're very kind. They like to, 
They like to play, don't they? Yeah. Play. And then you, so you, I'm saying you're you're told you're supposed to be hateful to one another. You know that that's all taught. That's it's it's not supposed to taught. be that way. It's, taught. Yeah. Taught, and that's reinforced through programming, mm-hmm. through what I would call brainwashing, on a nightly, on a second by second yeah. basis, and you have it in the palm of your hand. They can get to you in a lot of ways. My point is there's a lot of fox molders out there who are fighting this fight. Mm-hmm. A lot of fox molders. There's a lot of Dana Scullys out there helping helping those people and those people who are in this fight uh, keep those people real. And this thing, I'm telling y'all, this thing is out there. This thing is out. a lot of you probably already know about yeah. it. A lot of you probably already know about it. We're not going to this isn't this this we're not that show. We're not going <laughs> to we're not going to name names. No. But um that's not a political thing either. No, not at all. It's not a political thing. It's really like, do you value life and freedom or do you value the other thing? And I think you all have a good idea what the other thing is. Yeah. So, but uh, Fox Mulder's fighting the good fight. I love him in this movie. <laughs> you too. I love him. They, they, they did such a great job on this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, um, you know, it... it this uh, this is way better than I than I remembered, and it's way better than I thought it was going to be going into it. Right, because we had to call an audible. We were going to do Willie's Wonderland, <laughs> and and we had to call a quick audible. This is uh, and programming note here. It's going to be a, a weird month for us. We're going every other week, so two shows in April, and I, it felt right. It felt really good to do, you know. Oh yeah. To do the X Files. It'd been a while since we got any X Files. I was so just blown away by how good this I was, was and, and what it says and how it portrays these characters and these themes and, and, and all of this and the way that it takes this loving look at these things without saying it's kooky, you right. know, so right. really, really, really wonderful stuff. It really I, is. I don't have much to say about it other than that. Yeah. I mean, what you said earlier, I think that the the sci-fi and the horror blended here is so well done there are moments of like actual terror like as i'm watching it there are suspenseful ter- uh, terrifying moments i think and then really are. and there's elements of like alien and the thing in this and like the classic oh, yeah. science the thing, fiction the horror too. horror films yeah. you know and yeah there were moments you, you hit it right on the head uh with at the beginning the, the, with the goo that and then the corn run through the cornfield with yes. the helicopters i mean that's pretty yes. suspenseful i mean in the end when the aliens are coming out you know the, those cryotubes yes. and it's uh and the aliens themselves you know these are these are pretty vicious aliens mm-hmm. and yeah, the design elements, uh, the the narrative elements, it's it's all it's all just working. Like I said earlier, just it it goes 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 goes, and it's so entertaining, and I mean, it's so well done. And I'm talking about how the cabal is against us, mm-hmm. you know, and he meant in the film and in, in, in real life, <laughs> but uh, against humanity in the film, and it's and it's amazing the way that that plays out on them. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're against them, too, because the X-Files have been closed. You know, they're trying to separate them. Right. And I think there's a great lesson that there's there's strength and unity <laughs> in yeah. this movie. And I want to go back to something we were talking about. And, and again, not not getting political. Whatever your political ideology may be, the people. Real people, people who believe in goodness and honesty and decency who might be on the different side of the fence from you, they're not your enemy. They're right. not your enemy. We're all in this together mm-hmm. against them. 
them. And there are more of us than there are of them. And a lot of us are starting to wake up. Mm -hmm. And if you're awake, let me just make a plea here. If you're awake, and I have a feeling if you're listening to this show, you might be awake because we've (laughs) talked about these things on this show before, very subtly, sometimes very more on the nose. and, And Faith and I both believe these things. And if you're awake and you know people who are starting to wake up, be there for them. Mm-hmm. Be gentle because it can be a real mind trip <laughs> when you can. start seeing the matrix and, and realizing that you're in a matrix and that these things are real, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. I know. There it is. And believe me, we don't like talking about this stuff, yeah, but it's, no, it's, it's out there. <laughs> and you can't talk about this. It, it's very hard to have a conversation about these things mm-hmm. with people. You don't lead with, hey, there's a satanic satanic pedophile cabal that rules the world it's very hard to you know you lose a lot of people right there you you just gotta drop those little red pills every now and then (laughs) you know this show i really believe is great at dropping those little red pills because you can start having bigger conversations and there's and listen what we're talking about tonight this is not something that's like made up okay not at all (laughs) You can go there. There is audio from 1991. I, I believe it was David Rockefeller uh, talking to a group of journalists and uh, audio got out and he talked about the fact he was thanking them, the newspapers and the networks for not letting the cat out of the bag to what their plan is. You can you can go and listen to this. This is out there. This isn't made up Mm-mm. that they want population control, that they want all these divisions, that they want one world government, that they want one world currency. They want one world religion. All of this stuff, all of these things that make you unique and human, they want to take all of those things away mm-hmm. from you. Again, you can listen to him say it. Yeah. You can listen to Bill Gates talk about population control through vaccines, through different methods, you know, through uh, food. You mm-hmm. know, they're trying right now to manufacture fake beef. Who knows synthetic what beef. synthetic beef? Yeah. Who knows what that's going to do? Can There's I- also a company out there. I think they're allied with Harvard. They're taking cells from celebrities, cells from celebrities, and they're cultivating meat. And you can eat your favorite celebrity. <laughs> I'm just looking at you in complete like. Yeah. I'm not. Uh-huh. Ma- I, I, I'm. I'm a creative person. I, I, why would I make that right? up? Right. You know, Nike is making these satanic shoes. Oh, and Nike, Nike. No, 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 no. Have you not heard the latest? On no, that? I haven't. Nike did not make those shoes. Oh, who was it? I don't know what the brand was, but the brand stole it. Nike sued them, and Nike won because they did not make those shoes, and they didn't. But there was still name. a company out there that made these. There satanic. was. It doesn't. Okay. Okay. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically, it doesn't matter if it's Nike or not. They didn't want their name associated with. Okay. That. Mark, but, but there's blood in the there, heels of the yeah, shoes. Yeah, there's a drop of human blood. And somebody was trying to say, oh, well, they're just trying to be salacious. Uh, well, maybe, maybe not. When you when you see what's going on out there, human trafficking, child trafficking, uh, sex trafficking, all these all these things, these awful things that are not that are not you know uh, made up. Mm-hmm. They're real, <laughs> they're absolutely real. real. Okay. And uh, anyway, but if you're aware of these things, if if you are. And if you're not, please start doing some research. But if you're aware of them and you know people who are starting to wake up, because there's a lot of people starting to wake up, mm-hmm. please be kind with those people and, and hold their hands and, and be kind to them because we need everyone to be awake. We do. We, we need really every Because we are all in this together. Remember those people on the other side of the fence that you might have some differences with politically. Okay? Politics at the end of the day does not matter. It does matter. not matter. Does it's, not it's, matter. Are you on the side um, of freedom and humanity? There you go. Or are you on the side of 
of the beast. Mm -hmm. Which side are you on? And this ain't a religious thing either. Mm -hmm. Which side are you on? Are you on the side of freedom or are you on the side of tyranny? And you need to make that decision. Okay, I'm going to get off the soapbox. This is a wonderful film. I'm really glad that we did it. <laughs> Face laughing at me right now. But uh, really, really wonderful. My final thought on this, this is an epic adventure uh, that goes into the roots of humanity and goes into where we might possibly be going and hits these bigger ideas. And, I'm, and I apologize uh, to all of you out there if, if it felt like I was going on tangents tonight. I apologize. <laughs> but uh, this movie, but the X-Files really does uh, open it makes you question. Up. It makes you wonder watching this. You know what? What is real? You know what? What could really be happening? Right. Question your reality. Yeah. The truth is out there. Because just because you see something or you're told something, it doesn't mean it's real. <laughs> you know, does not mean very it's true. well said. So. Thing. Very well said. And with yeah. that in mind, we're going to take a very short <laughs> break. This is a news break, so be sure to stay tuned for all of the fake news not fit to print. I am Dan. And I am Dave. We'll see you on the other side. When scientist Bruce Banner gets angry, he turns into a giant green rage monster known as the Incredible Hulk. What we don't know is what happens to his dong when he gets angry. Does it turn green? Does it grow in size? Does it grow angry? These are the questions that scientists at the Cozy Corner Institute of Science and Stuff are attempting to answer utilizing a $3 trillion grant from the United States government. All I can say is, there's your tax dollars at work. The Cozy Corner Theater's recent silent production of Avita was met with deafening silence. That's right, the entire musical was performed in sign language with no musical accompaniment. Why anyone would want to make a musical based on the life of Ava Perone is beyond me, but to do it silently, well, I just don't have words. In intergalactic news, the alien queen of the Xenomorphs has brought a lawsuit against Ellen Ripley. Ripley recently got into a tussle with the queen and called her a bitch. The alien queen says she was deeply hurt and offended as she considers bitch to be a hate word. We'll keep you posted as the story develops. Faith, this just came in. The scientists at the Cozy Corner Institute of Science and Stuff are requesting another trillion dollars from the government in an effort to determine what happens to Bruce Banner's dong when he turns into the Incredible Hulk because get this faith wait for it wait for it they just realized he's fictional there's your tax dollars at work and that is the news stay tuned for our final scores and a preview of next week's show
Welcome back to the Late Night Fright, right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we said some incendiary things in the discussion of the X-Files, but no uh, men in black have shown up to (laughs) take us away. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, we have some final scores here. This is very easy on my end. We had overall film in Little Green Men, uh, looking at the conspiratorial elements in the film. I went four on both. Four on both. That's easy. So (laughs) X-Files, I want to fight the future. Sorry. Uh, comes out to four. Scalders. Scalders. There it is. (laughs) For Mulder and Scully. Scalders. I like that. Uh, It's really wonderful. And you said something in the break that uh, I think you need to share. It it feels like the X-Files. It feels like the X-Files because it could have gone, you know, extra theatrical because it's a movie. But no, I think they kept it grounded and made it feel like an X-Files episode. But, but longer. (laughs) Longer. And I want to say this too, uh, as someone who is not intimately as as intimately familiar with the show as I would like to be. What I appreciate about this movie is it does a wonderful job of letting you get into it. It, it, mm-hmm. it kind of introduces you to it. It, it, yeah. it. it sets you up. Yeah, you, you don't know. necessarily need to right. have seen this whole entire series right. to get this movie. And that's right. I think that's really great. Right. And we also have a wonderful cameo from the Lone Gunman, one of my favorite elements of this series. <laughs> Love the Lone Gunman. <laughs> so. All right, well, that, that about does it. Yeah. So, um, so in two weeks we are gonna have. We're getting back into the cage, and hopefully, it's hopefully we're getting back into the rent. cage. Hopefully, we are gonna finally get to Willie's Wonderland, the newest film starring Nicolas Cage, where he plays a silent drifter who gets asked to clean up Willie's Wonderland uh, for one night, and it turns out that the animatronic animals are satanic or something. I don't know. We're gonna find out. It's gonna be very exciting. <laughs> Because we never know what to expect from a cage film, right? You never know. That's part of the fun. (laughs) Part of the fun is bringing this show to all of you out there. It's a pleasure and a privilege. We'd like to thank you for letting us drone on for about an hour in your ears. Talking about movies is fun. It's more fun to talk about movies with a friend. Faith and I are lucky enough to do this every week. We'd love for you to talk about movies with your friends. Watch a film together and then talk about it. It'll lead to some other things. Do it in person. The powers that be want us to stay apart. We don't We don't subscribe to that notion. Do it in person. You'll be amazed. Be amazed at what might happen. Be amazed at what might come up in conversation. Too. Yeah, you never know. Look at our discussion tonight. <laughs> so if you're still with us, thank you so much for sticking with us. And we hope you're happy, healthy, safe. Take your vitamins. Faith, I want to believe... The truth is out there. It is out there. <laughs> All right. It feels like it's that time. It does. Shall we, Faith? We shall. On the count of three. One, two, three. As always, it was magic and not editing. Exactly. Magic. <laughs> I think David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson are pretty magical as Mulder and Scully. I think There's so a reason too. this show has stuck around as long as it has and then it's still around. I think it's those two people. Exactly. And Chris Carter. Oh, yeah. But but the two uh, at the center of this is really wonderful. So next up, Willie's Wonderland. Again, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Take your vitamins. Talk to your friends. Be social. Connect. We have to connect with one another. That's how we win. That's yep. how we win. Take us home, Faith. May your coffin be cozy and your sarcophagus warm. May the light of the moon keep you safe from harm. Be you vampire, spook, specter, or beast. Always remember, keep keep your your monster monster on a leash. leash. We'll see you in two weeks.
for Nicolas Cage and Willy's Wonderland. See you there.